Maybe you could look at <laughs> structuring it uh, differently because Dublin use a dominant under twenty football team themselves there. Um, but I don't. I think there's there's no excuses there for me to be competing as well. Uh, it's just not taken seriously enough compared to minor football. Yeah, I'd say it's probably yeah. It's probably a combination of things I'd imagine, like with coaching, management, and then obviously funding and, and different things. It's probably just a, a kind of combination of all of them that's really kind of led Dublin to be this, like just so far ahead. But Okay, so welcome back to uh, the GA Fan TV podcast. Um, delighted to have Dara Kelly here alongside me. Um, I'm sure anyone who's watching this, I'm sure they've seen your your YouTube channel before. Obviously, um, more than likely, anyway, more like kind of the edits and different stuff. But we'll definitely get on to, to speaking about that kind of further on the video. Obviously, we're going to speak a bit about Mead, um, and obviously we'll talk a little bit about Hurling as well and get some some general predictions. But I suppose first of all, obviously with Mead, you know, in 2017 and 2018. Um, you know, it 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 didn't really look. Like, it kind of looked like they were going backwards a bit. But obviously, in twenty nineteen, they kind of rectified all that, got promoted to division uh, division one. You know, got to the super eights, got to the Leinster final. So, I suppose going into into twenty twenty, how would you feel as a as a Mead fan going into this year's championship? Um, well, I think we've been very very unlucky in the league. There, looking at the recent results, you know, just maybe seems to be a bit of experience as less down or. I don't even know. Um, a lot of young players come in through as well, so probably aren't used to playing at such a high level. Division one, even uh, definitely a step up from division two. But um, I think last year Super Eights uh, definitely, definitely again kind of gave us a taste of what it's like to be playing at a higher level against some of the top teams in the country. But um, this year it'll definitely be interesting. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see where all counties are at coming back. Um, after the whole pandemic and seeing where they're at, which teams have been training the hardest. Um, I definitely think. The, the county championships will play a part you know it's fairly competitive here in Mead so hopefully that'll be a little bit of a boost but um, yeah I think the likes of Mickey Newman hopefully coming back uh, he was a big loss towards the end of last year and even the league and hopefully I don't think we have that many injuries so should be all good now but yeah definitely looking forward to it Um potentially a final now against yourself so we'll have to see yeah yeah I'd say more than likely um, yeah I, th I think Mead were looking pretty good in the in the league as well like they were a little, even in that game versus Mayo I think it was they were a little unlucky um, I suppose obviously kind of stopped in last minute call yeah 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 it was just a little a little unfortunate um, and there, was there was definitely a few games where Mead definitely played pretty well um, and I'd even be interested to see where they got on versus Dublin in that uh, in that league game as well, because obviously that's kind of almost like a dress rehearsal, in many ways for uh, for what could be a Leinster final. Well, more than likely, you'd say. Um, like obviously, you're playing Wexford and Wicklow in the first game, which you know I'd imagine whether it is Wexford or Wicklow, whoever it is, I'd imagine you'd win that fairly comfortably. You'd have to imagine. Um, and then after that, it's like Kildare, unless you know, awfully produce some sort of shock. I mean, they do have a few good young players, but you'd have to feel it would be uh, would be Kildare. So, I mean, how would you feel going into a match against Kildare? I mean, obviously they have a new manager there, like the, like Daniel Flynn's come back. Like they have a few good players, but would you reckon you'd uh, you'd get the better at Kildare? Yeah, I, I definitely fancy our chances. Um, if we stay, keep our key players injury free, and um, definitely think. Like we've been unlucky this year, as I said, I definitely think we'd fancy our chances of being killed there and reaching a final. Um, great young players coming through. Um, fortunate with the situation this year in the under twenty under twenty championship. 
uh, it was a bit of a mess. I think Mead only actually, I was listening to a, a bit of a podcast there from um, Anthony Moyles, uh, who used to be the former Mead captain. And he was saying Mead only came back training there, what was it, a week or two before Christmas, where it's Dublin Leash actually been back training in November. And that's why yourselves hammered us. So I definitely think them young players uh, coming through, like Shane Walsh, if he's available, you Matthew Costello, and even some more established players like James Conlin. Um, definitely fancy ourselves uh, getting to the final now. And like I said, if we have Mickey Newman, uh, we've Seamus Lavin come back as well. Um, yeah, I'd fancy ourselves playing Dublin for sure. But don't get me wrong, I wouldn't underestimate Kildare. Like you said, Daniel Flynn coming back. They're, I think they're a team in transition as well. So I think we're just just a little bit ahead of them, I'd say. Yeah, I'd have to agree as well. Like I definitely... Like, you know, I'll probably make my own video at some point, giving my own kind of predictions, but I definitely kind of fancy me probably a little bit over Kildare. Like, I think Kildare do have a great team, but I just think at the moment with the new manager, and I think we've even seen it in the league, they weren't quite uh, they weren't quite up to the to the standard just yet. Um, and then obviously in the final, I mean, Barron, something absolutely, you know, miraculous. Surely it's obviously going to be Dublin in the final. Um I mean, it didn't go too well against Dublin last year. I mean, it was competitive, like, at the start, and then, unfortunately, you know, just hitting the four points, probably not. I definitely think Mead can definitely play, like, a lot better in the like in, in the final this year. So, like, what would you be expecting going into that game? Would you be, would you be expecting a better performance or for it to be close or, or maybe even beat Dublin? I don't know. <laughs> definitely be expecting a much better performance. Uh, like, since then, we've had the Super 8s and the league campaign under our belt. Um, a lot of young lads have been kind of integrated much better into the squad and um, but yeah I'd, I'd, I'd fancy ourselves against yourselves obviously not, probably not to win but to put up a good performance in that sense but it'd be interesting to see compared to last year how we do if you do play yourselves in the final and um, you never know though yourselves you could be much more ahead again could have improved yeah we, we don't really know like it's it's hard to tell now at the minute and uh, not much football played in quite a while so it'll be interesting enough you know yeah, I suppose even that um, that league game might even tell us something because I'd imagine both teams would probably go full strength just to just to get minutes on the board and get you know to, to kind of work out the matchups and and whatnot. Um, now, obviously, like we spoke, your best team. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, now, obviously, we spoke a bit on um, on Patrick's podcast just about kind of. I suppose just kind of the state of Leinster football at the moment with the likes of like Dublin just being so far ahead of everyone. Um, like what would you think needs to change for the likes of Mead, Kildare, Leash to kind of get a bit closer? Would you think of maybe like changing the provincial structure or what, what would you think needs to change? I, don't, I think it's actually in Mead itself. Like I was looking there at the statistics the last time uh, Mead won under 20, under 21 championship was 2001. Um, I think I think that's right now, but that's crazy. I know coming through the years, underage, like up to minor, we've been giving ourselves Dublin like a, a good run. I think we've beaten you all the way up to mo- like minor under seventeen, but um, we won it there in twenty eighteen, uh, reached an All Ireland semi final. I think the year after, a very very good team as well. But I just think it's not under twenty, under twenty one football. It's under twenty now. It's not taken serious enough in me. Like I was saying there, there earlier training one week before Christmas whereas Dublin I think Leash yourselves have been training since the start of November um, and then I heard coming up to the first under 20 game against Dublin yourselves earlier this year I think you have a few lads who are involved in the me panels I think Shane Walsh and Matthew Costello and they are training with the me team four days before the under 20 match against Dublin and Shane Walsh ended up getting injured 
So I think the election needs to be um, a bit more emphasis put on under-20 football because definitely if you have a strong under-20 team, it's much more easier to bring players through into the senior squad. But mm. yeah, I'm not even sure. Maybe you could look at <laughs> structuring it uh, differently because Dublin needs a dominant under-20 football team yourselves there. Um, but I don't. I think there's there's no excuses there for me to be competing as well. Uh, it's just not taken seriously enough compared to minor football. Yeah, I'd say it's probably yeah, it's probably a combination of things. I'd imagine like with coaching, management, and then obviously funding and, and different things. It's probably just a, a kind of combination of all of them that's really kind of led Dublin to be this like just so far ahead. But like I've often said before as a Dublin fan, like I definitely hope that like Mead, Kildare, Leash, Wexford, even like all the counties in Leinster, like I, I yeah, want what you wish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who knows? Could be uh, there could be a five ten year drought in Leinster or Dublin. That would be uh, that would be a bit mad. See that happening? I, I I think you've got a spot on there for the underage setup and uh, bringing players through. Like I was saying, Kieran Archer definitely looks like a very promising player, and even Odell, a few others. I can probably can't even think off the top of my head, but. Yeah, definitely. I think the transitional period, like I said, and Patrick's podcast has been phenomenal over the last few years. Like even Conor Callum just coming in mm. and and doing what he's done, probably one of the best players in the county now. It's it's crazy, you know. Yeah, I think maybe like this. Like I know there's a bit of hype around Kieran Archer, but I think with a lot of Dublin players in general, I think Jim Gavin's just done a great job. At, like bringing true players, like there hasn't been too much pressure on them. You know, when you've got players like Bernard Brogan who were there. You know, Cormac Costello, different kind of players, kind of in the background. Like, kind of, it's very easy to kind of embed these players into the team a lot more, give them game time, get them more experience as well. So, um, so yeah, I suppose hopefully from a Dublin point of view, anyway, they can uh, they can keep going. Oh, um, for sure. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, Jim Gavin, he doesn't like any egos in the dressing room. Mm. So even any young players, I think everyone's respected equally. There's no egos to like sort of even the more established players. Everyone's treated the same. That's what I've heard anyway. Um, used to be involved with the army and that. My dad would actually know him. <laughs> he was actually a decent enough mate there, Jim Gavin. So kind oh, of really, yeah. hearing from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been it would have been okay. He could have been at his wedding or something. So <laughs> not too bad, but, not too bad. Yeah, hearing from him definitely Jim Gavin. It'd be a huge I don't know, we'll have to see if he's a huge loss for Dublin now, uh, yeah. this year. But um I'm I'm pretty sure he's left left the setup in a good way, you know, like it's, yeah, it's I not think like that, something like Alex Ferguson leaving <laughs> United the way it was. Like you've great young players come through, and there seems to be a system there which everyone in the whole Dublin setup knows. Yeah, and I think Desi, like he's from, I was saying in the in the previous podcast as well, like he's from the the same school of thought in many ways. Like it's the he was there in nineteen ninety five with Jim Gavin, like managed the under twenty ones, went through the same kind of process. Um, like there are a few changes obviously like Paul Clark who was one of the, the Dublin selectors like he left recently which was quite surprising and you do have like a couple of players leaving here and there so um, you know it, it's it's definitely not a given that they'll win you know the All-Ireland this year but I suppose kind of getting on to that and getting on to some like general predictions um, obviously kind of Leinster I mean yeah it's probably most likely going to be Dublin but I suppose if we go kind of down south to Munster um, kind of most people obviously have Kerry as the obvious favourites. Um, like where would you, where would you kind of, who would you reckon kind of will come out on top in Munster? Oh, I'd ha- you'd have to go with Kerry, and uh, just like you know reaching all Ireland finals there last year, and obviously over the past few years, great mm. team. Even the young players coming through, Shawnee O'Shea, you know, obviously Clifford leading the line. But I wouldn't write Cork off. You know they gave Kerry a real scare there last year. 
phenomenal team. They, they like they easily could shock Kerry, but like I said, it's very very hard to predict now. You're going off the likes of uh, what ha- what's happened in the league earlier this year, but I wouldn't be surprised if Cork uh, do well as underdogs. You know, definitely be a team to keep an eye out on. But I would expect Kerry to. Yeah, no, no, definitely, yeah, because I think. Like with Cork, they're kind of they they do have definitely have a lot of good like young players coming through, but they're probably just not quite at the the level of Kerry just yet compared to you know where Kerry were last year. Um, obviously going across to Connacht, then um, I mean Galway are obviously the the obvious favourites. Ross Common are coming in as the current champions, and then like Mayo always kind of you know have a shout or so. So where who would you reckon would come out on top in Connacht? say probably Mayo again but I, I definitely wouldn't write Mayo or sorry did I say Mayo I meant Galway I uh, put Galway as favourites uh, Shane Walsh been phenomenal there um, but I wouldn't write Mayo off as well and um, of course Ross Common if they get I don't know I think it's consistency with them if they get a good run of games and are playing well um, or even if they come back and they're well prepared I definitely wouldn't write them off but um, Mayo I've been watching a few of the senior championship games over there in Mayo and I think O'Shea is looking pretty well uh, they just snuffed out Westport there briefly. Did uh, Lee Keegan looked to be performing quite well as well. So you never know; they can come back eager. And you know, when Mayo are playing well, they can be quite dangerous. Um, but yeah, last year was probably a bit, a bit of a disappointment for them. So things between Galway and Mayo, I'd say. But um, obviously, Ross Common are if they get their act together, they can be a very, very uh, dangerous. Yeah, no, they definitely have a lot of uh, a lot of good players worth common, and they've definitely capitalised quite a lot when Mayo and Galway have kind of been changing managers. Are not quite up to the like. I think Galway and Mayo have always had their eye in the All Ireland, and I think that's how, that's why kind of Ross Common have been able to swoop in. Um, but yeah, backing up what you what you said there about uh, the like the Mayo football championship, like even Conor O'Shea as well has looked very good. He might even get on the uh, on the senior panel this year. Yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. I think it's worth two phenomenal points. <laughs> I was thinking how, yeah, so each definitely should be called up, be given a chance. Yeah, 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 definitely. yeah. Um, and I suppose then in Ulster, obviously, um, I mean, that's 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 a close one to call. I mean, you've probably got the Ulster final in the first game in many ways with Donegal versus Tyrone. Um, and then like Monaghan are there, Armagh are there. Like, who, who would you reckon will come out on top in the, uh, in the Ulster Championship? Um, like you said, very hard to predict. Probably Tyrone. Um, wouldn't put a pass on you guys to beat them as well and then you have Mon in there also doing very well um, and Calvin <laughs> I wouldn't put Calvin maybe as a, as a favourite now but uh, definitely a strong team but yeah never know Mon it's, it's really between the three teams but Tyrone probably being favourites uh, Donegal close second and then I'd say Mon in as well but you obviously have Armagh um, mm. so yeah it's, it's, it's definitely much tighter up there it's probably the most competitive province I'd say um, in terms of Winners. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you've three Division One teams in there, and you could even have four next year with Armagh going up there as well. So it's definitely the uh, the most competitive province de- definitely at the moment. Um, and then in terms of like kind of an All Ireland prediction, do you think anyone can stop Dublin this year, or do you think it's going to be six in a row? I I'd hope I'd love to see Kerry do it maybe this yeah. year, but like I said, last year was their chance, especially with Dublin then the fourteen men. Um, they should have done last year. A bit unfortunate. But you, you just don't know what teams are going to be like, what level they'll be at coming out now um, after club football. Um, so it'll be interesting. I'd like to see Kerry do it. Um, yeah, probably. I'd probably reckon Kerry could. Um, maybe Galway or... 
I don't know, Corky, but I I genuinely don't know, but I think I think Kerry. I'd love to see Kerry do it. And uh never know, we could see maybe it's her own. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, who knows? I definitely think with uh, I definitely think Kerry are the, the closest challengers anyway, and I think the fact that they'll like more than likely play like Galway in the uh, in the All Ireland semi final. So I think that's a it's great preparation. I think for for a game before against Dublin or even if it is Donegal, Tyrone, whoever. I think it's still um, still great preparation nonetheless. Um, I suppose we'll get on to Hurling then and kind of just briefly touch on that because um, I, when I was listening in the last podcast there when you were doing it with, uh, with Patrick there a few weeks ago you were saying that you follow Claire quite, uh, quite closely in the Hurling would I be right in saying that? I wouldn't say probably Gaelic football would be um, my number one sport to follow especially me I've gone to a good few of the league games this year um, even Super 8 games last year they were right to go to Crow Park because you'd see two good matches going ahead but um, I'll follow Claire a little bit. Probably haven't followed them enough this year uh, to give too much of an insight now, but they would be my team to support in the Hurling mm. as my dad's from Claire. So I'd support Claire in the Hurling all right. And I'd like to, I'd like to see them do well, but um, probably wouldn't have as much insight in terms of, of the Gaelic football for me as I would for Claire in the Hurling. But yeah, mm. I'd, love, I'd love to see them do well, of course, this year. I'd imagine then, uh, like twenty thirteen was probably a great year in the, uh, in the family so when they, when they got over the, over the line that year. Yeah, it was, and I was at both games. I was up for the first game there, and um, Shane O'Donnell coming on, coming through, scoring a hat trick of goals, and I was there for a replay as well, which was very fortunate to get tickets for both games. Um, mm. But yeah, that, that was that was probably the best games of hurling I've been at. I've also been at, I think, a Munster final then a year or two after when Cork absolutely slaughtered us in Turles. Um, so <laughs> I've seen I've seen the bad I've seen the bad side as well. But yeah, I think Peter Duggan, if he, he I think he could be coming back. And um, be a phenomenal boost to Claire, and um, if he came back, and then like you said, if everyone's fit, Claire could have a good go at it. But Cork looking strong, Tip looking strong, even Wexford there, Kilkenny. So it'll be interesting enough. Definitely, be very competitive this year. Yeah, no, like it's it's very hard to call the like I, th- I think it's very co- hard to call hurling in general to be honest, and especially the Munster Championship because you've got like I honestly think like on any given day, probably any of the five counties could really go and win it. Um and like for Clare, like they play, I think they play like Limerick in the first game and then Tipperary before they even get to the final. So it's uh, it's quite a tough route. Um, and maybe even going through the qualifiers might be the like the best bet for uh for, for Clare this year. Um, I suppose getting onto your your own kind of YouTube channel and your own kind of stuff. Um, as I said before. Um, I'll leave a link kind of down in the description below for anyone who wants to uh, to check it out. It's you know loads of kind of cool video edits, player highlights, a lot of different stuff. I suppose what made you kind of um, get into all that, and I suppose how would you describe it to anyone who hasn't seen your channel before? Yeah, so I'll just describe my channel. Basically, it's like a GA montage of hurling um, and football, of course. Um, I tend to do players that would be quite popular demand if people want to. I don't know, see highlights of them. Um, the likes of David Clifford, I've done Conal Callan, Aidan O'Shea, Lee Keegan, uh, Conor McManus, and a few hurlers, Tony Kelly, Joe Canning. Uh, probably a few are outdated now and need to be updated. Um, but I just haven't had the time the last few weeks to kind of put a few edits together as I've been busy launching my own uh, kind of clothing or sports company, sports clothing company, even DK Sports. But um, yeah, that's what I do. Um, how I got into making kind of GA montages, so edits. Um, probably you've probably seen them all over YouTube, uh, especially in the likes of the soccer there. You'll have the likes of Neymar's best moments, Messi, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, 
um, just kind of highlights and uh, showcasing uh, their best moments from their career or even the past year. And when I was younger, probably around six years ago, 2014, 2013, I was just looking up, is there any kind of GA montages or edits put together? You know, because before a game, it's a great thing to be able to look at your favourite player, uh, his best moments, kind of get you fired up before a game. And there wasn't really much. Um, I don't think there was any at all, really. Um, and if they were, they kind of weren't great to watch, probably not the best quality. So I just said I'd give it a crack myself. Never really thought anything of it. Um, I think my best video could have been best of her and our best of football. and wasn't even really that well put together. Um, <laughs> not at all. But yeah, I put that up. It did quite well. And the demand was huge for it uh, from GA fans. So I kind of continued on from that. Um, gathers up about 11,000 subscribers now, even though I didn't post for about two years, so I was quite inconsistent. But everyone's kind of seemed to stuff, stick with me. Um, and yeah, I'm kind of putting videos back up again at the minute. So yeah, that's kind of how I got how I got to it there. That, that's kind of how it arose. I've always kind of been into editing. Um, one of my friends growing up, he was, he was into film. So if he's a filmmaker, he wanted to be a director. But I was always interested in sports and stuff. So I said, yeah, I'll try edit a few sports montages or edits. And that's how I really got into it. Yeah, no, like I think, um, I definitely think like a few years back, there was definitely, there was nothing really with GEA content or anything like that. There was nothing really, there was nothing really much going on. So it was definitely a, like a great idea to, to go and kind of explore that. Like I remember even, um, like I lived in Canada for about a year and I remember like trying to find like highlights or trying to find like something, some sort of content or anything to watch and there was, there was literally nothing. So, um, so yeah, I think it was, it was definitely a good idea to kind of, to kind of do that. Um, like what would you say has been your like favorite video that you've made so far? Yeah, I'd probably say um, I've said this in every kind of interview or podcast and people ask me this is probably best of I think football 2015 this is the first best of series I did so I think I could have done that for two or three years now did hurling as well but best of Gaelic football 2015 um, it was just getting it, putting a compilation together of all the best moments from my kind of uh, viewpoint of through that year and I just felt like the music went really well with the video and it did quite well there was actually quite a lot of reactions to it from reaction channels over in america and stuff so that was that was great to see you know uh, something a bit more current uh, but yeah that was probably my best one to do probably due to the reaction and i just felt that was kind of the music matched up best with the video there yeah, yeah that's probably my best one to make yeah no absolutely i suppose definitely if you're getting um because i've seen some of them like some americans kind of reacting to them videos some of them have millions of views so i definitely say it's uh yeah it's definitely pretty uh pretty helpful when you get things like that um yeah and like would you have anything coming up kind of like would you say like any videos you're working on at the moment or videos together um i've kind of started putting up i'd say minute highlight reels on instagram now and um, mm. so I'm focusing on growing, trying to grow my Instagram and my brand at the minute. But obviously, um, yeah, I'm going to be looking at uh, making some videos there on YouTube. And um, I was kind of going to work on something like Shawnee O'Shea or something, but I've just it's just kind of be put back and um, it's on hold at the minute. And um, I kind of put an Instagram one together for them. But yeah, I'm looking at making young players, up and coming players. And um, even if I've missed some at well-established player edits, and um, I'll look at making them as well. And you never know, maybe there might be a special video coming this year after kind of once the championship's over and done with in terms of the hurling and football. Um, definitely a very historic and special year in GAA if it does go ahead. Uh, like I said, first time football and hurling's been played in the winter for a championship. So maybe I'm looking, I'm kind of looking at something special for that. So definitely keep an eye, keep an eye out on my YouTube channel this year. 
But um, yeah, that's kind of what I'm looking at at the minute. But a lot of focus and time and effort has been put into my kind of the start of my brand at the minute, DJ Sports. So hopefully once everything calms down a bit now, I'll be able to put a little bit more focus back in towards my YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose you, you mentioned there, obviously, um, your uh, brand that you kind of started up, DK Sports, selling your own range of gloves. Um, like, what what prompted you to, to get into that? Um, ever since I was young, I always wanted to have my own company or brand, whether that was clothing or sports apparel. And I'm not even joking with you. I've been looking at it for the last two or three years, bringing my own pair of Gaelic football gloves. But being a young fella, I never really had, <laughs> I'd say, not even experience, but I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm studying business at the moment in college, so it's kind of been a, a bit of a help. And as I've, as I've got, grow, grew older, I've kind of seen other companies do it and learned, kind of not, I suppose you can't, it's very hard to learn from others' mistakes when you're not involved in yourself, but just kind of looked at what, um, I'd say, tactics they've used to launch brands. And I felt now is a perfect time, especially having a part-time job and being in college, have a bit more free time. So... Yeah, something I've always wanted to do. Um, hopefully, we'd love to branch out into kind of clothing, sports clothing and stuff like that in the future. But obviously, my focus right now is producing the best kind of pair of Gaelic football gloves you can get at the minute. And I definitely think at the minute, my gloves are top tier. Um, I've got plenty of samples in. I felt these are the best with grip and durability. But yeah, that's the plan for the future, definitely to branch out more. Um, I've always been interested in having my own company and bringing out my own. Uh, kind of clothing and sportswear so yeah no absolutely and um and definitely best of luck with everything and, and best of luck with the brand as well i suppose just to finish up then um like in terms of your like your youtube stuff like would you have any other ideas or plans in terms of the type of content you'll make in the future or is it just kind of gonna always be the kind of um like player highlights and edits type thing um, well, I have plans to make more kind of challenge videos. Um, I've contacted a few uh, kind of GA, I would, I would say GA influencers or even TikTokers that make GA content. Um, also have um, a new collaboration group coming up with yourself and Patrick Sharpie there from GA, or sorry, from uh, what's his podcast now? GA Zone. Yeah. <laughs> G- the GA Zone, yeah. Apologies, my head went blank. I was just thinking of his name himself. But uh, yeah, uh, like you said there, the 84 crew. Uh, the content coming very soon for that which will be all focused towards GAA um, content um, and also I'd like to grow my own personal channel so maybe a few uh, more in real life videos if there is a demand there for it and um, something I'll have to test out and if it does do well I'd love to do that as well um, like so maybe someone like Dennis O'Sullivan uh, you probably know him from TikTok or even I'm trying to think now I'd, I'd love to collab definitely with a few more Irish creators it's definitely I think not enough collaborations going on at the minute and even with yourselves, me, you and Patrick, I definitely think we get the age four crew together. It'd be very, very interesting and exciting. So yeah, that's, that's future. Yeah, no, absolutely. Definitely. And, um, I suppose anything kind of in relation to the 84 crew will definitely, we'll definitely speak about on this channel at some point. I'm sure there'll be a few videos, uh, coming up. Um, well, yeah, it was great speaking to you anyway. What's going on everyone? Thank you very much for watching the video. Please leave a like and subscribe if you haven't already. I do appreciate it. Um, episode 3 of the podcast should be out early next week, hopefully. And yeah, I do appreciate all the comments and stuff recently. So um, yeah, hopefully you enjoyed the podcast and enjoyed the video. It was definitely a good discussion talking a bit about uh, this year's championship, of course, and getting a perspective of another GEA fan. Um, that is the plan, of course, with this podcast is to try to get as many different opinions 
from as many different counties as possible this year um, and hopefully speaking to a couple of different players um, along the way as well. Um, yeah, do leave a like and subscribe if you haven't already and yeah, I'll catch you in the next video.